Now what's going on Rooftop Nation? So, how has COVID affected you? <laughs> Talk about a loaded question. But seriously, when you think about the longest running pandemic in modern history, how has it affected you? How has it affected your kids? How has it affected your marriage? How has it affected your business? How has it affected your community? How has it affected our nation? You know, we, we as leaders, I believe, we have to constantly reattune to our environment and we have to ask ourselves that question. The first special ops imperative is to understand your operational environment because your environment is always changing. Context, according to Ian McGilchrist and the master and his emissary, is everything. We have to understand local context. And so understanding how COVID has affected the people you serve as a leader is critical. And I'll be even more explicit. I'm talking about burnout. You know, the other day I was talking to a corporate HR leader and I'm getting ready to run some high stakes engagement training, some reemergence and reconnection training with their leaders on how they reconnect with their team. And I was just talking to them about how their associates were doing and how they had fared under this long pandemic. And this one leader, she's really thoughtful, really authentic. She says, Scott, our people are burned the hell out. They are burned out. They have Zoom fatigue. They have video fatigue. They, 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 you know, everybody's talking about going back to work. They've been at work. You know, we're going back to the office, but we've been at work. People are so exhausted because they feel like they have to double down on demonstrating that they're working because they're remote. Kids are running around everywhere in an 800 square foot apartment. You know, they're exhausted and it's been a long, long journey. And, you know, I thought you're, she's absolutely right. And as I work in multiple sectors across the country, I work with federal law enforcement, work with special operations, I work in the private and public sector, nonprofits, I'm seeing it across the board. Really no industry, no discipline is safe or off limits from the burnout that has happened. And I think, again, it's really important for us as leaders in Rooftop Nation to understand that if we don't allow for that, that like this is not a suck it up buttercup kind of moment. You know what I mean? Like I know the temptation and I even had someone ask this to me in a webinar is why don't you just tell them to suck it up and get back to work? I mean, there is some degree of mental toughness and resilience that's needed here. There is some degree of leaders simply smacking the table and saying, okay, we've got to survive and get to it. However, you know, I'm reminded of times when I came back from combat and people would say to me, hey, just feel better. You know, just try to get over it. And you're like, hmm, okay. You know, that level of detached leadership is not only unhelpful, it's off-putting, and it's gonna likely create social insurgence in your ranks. So how we deal with burnout, how we address burnout, how you address burnout, both with yourself and the people you lead, is gonna be absolutely critical as we reemerge and reconnect coming out of this long, persistent crisis. We have to realize that leadership, humans are mostly energy, and leadership is the management of energy, yours and those around you, according to Professor James Clawson, right? So how are you gonna manage that energy, particularly in a time when people are burned out, 
when there is still a hybrid reality that's going on, so they're in the office some of the time, they're not in the office, you have some people who are not excited about going back to work, you have others who are salivating and falling over each other trying to get back in the office. What do you do with that? What do you do with the in-groups and out-groups that have formed over the last year around social justice, politics, mask, no mask? I mean, pick your ideology. There are all of these polarized groups all over the map. They're going to be back in the same office space soon, boys and girls. So we got that going for us. How are we going to manage that? More importantly, how are you going to manage that? Those heightened levels of emotional temperature, of heightened emotional arousal, where people are demonstrating fear-based behavior and even anger-based behavior from that trance-like state of fight, flight, or freeze, a heightened sympathetic nervous system where the aperture for perspectives like that big around. How are you gonna manage that as a leader? Are you thinking about that right now? Because that's the problem with burnout as I see it. You know, when you go through a year and a half of persistent fear, where you're told every day that the person who used to be your office mate is now a potential fatal threat to you, right? Uh, persistent fear, constant uncertainty with change being pushed on us left and right from business leaders trying to survive and adapt. And then finally, the isolation. The isolation that has come out of this social distancing. Look, forget about where you stand on mask, no mask, social distancing versus herd immunity. Forget all that for a second. Humans are social creatures. We're wired to be social. And according to Ivan Terrell in the book, The Human Givens, when we deny proximity to other humans, we are on a path to insanity. We don't have a way to regulate our behavior because we're away from other humans. So again, you add all of those factors in, that's the devil's cocktail. You all, that's a really nasty cocktail in burnout that is waiting for you and for me to lead through it. Now, like this isn't doom and gloom. Again, I'm simply trying to frame the operational environment because as a returning veteran from combat, I've seen time and time again in my own life and those around me where small little triggers can ignite a massive inferno because burnout is one step away from someone quitting their job. Burnout is one step away from someone throwing a big F you in the direction of someone else. Burnout is one step away from violence. Burnout is one step away from the great resignation, the greatest turnover of human capital in modern history that's already underway, where some studies show as many as 50% of associates and employees will not go back to the same job. Think about that for a second. Right? Burnout is one step away from organizational and even societal collapse. Burnout is not a good place to be. Right? It's, where, it's where the emotional nervous system is almost ready to fizzle out. And we can't afford that as leaders. We've got to manage that. So here's what I would suggest to you for this module. We're going to do one more module after this to kind of talk about it. I wanted to kind of set the tone, though, to understand that as you think about going back to work, as you think about back to the office, as you think about re-entering your community, your kids re-entering their schools, going back to travel ball, gathering at ball games, we need leadership. We need leaders without titles. We need leaders who understand the burnout that's going on right now. We need leaders who understand the immense pressures that their associates and their friends have been through. You know, we need, we need leaders who recognize burnout for what it is. 
You know, it's a reality that has come from persistent fear, uncertainty, and isolation. And we lead through it. We manage emotional temperature. The most important thing you can do, and I talked to some technological sector folks today, the most important thing you can do is manage your own emotional temperature. If you want to help others deal with burnout, if you want to help your employees, your talent stay on the team, if you want to help other people come back to work, it starts with managing your own emotional state. Do some good diaphragmatic breathing in the mornings and at lunch and in the evenings. Do some journaling, but work on, start to notice where you get triggered. Stay away from social media. Stay away from the 24-hour news cycle. Ask thoughtful, open-ended questions of the other party. Focus on discovering the pictures in their head instead of worrying about how you're doing. Be an empathetic witness. Bear witness to the journey that your people have been on, that your fellow citizens have been on. Ask questions that let them tell you their story and then listen like your life depends on it. Those are the things that we can do that can really bring the emotional temperature down put burnout in its proper place and get the other party where they feel safe, connected, and like they have a shared future with you. That's what Daniel Cole says high-performing cultures do, and that's certainly what rooftop leaders do. Be aware of the burnout, pay attention to it, give it the respect it deserves, and we'll dive into it deeper in the next module. Thanks for what you do, and I'll see you on the rooftop.